Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Thursday, the 25th of November, 2021. I cannot believe that we are yet again very close to the end of another month. Man, it goes quickly. So uh, before you know it, it'll be Christmas. In fact, I think it's four weeks this Saturday to Christmas Day, which means we don't have a lot of time left for the end of the year. And if you're a sales leader looking to make the most of the rest of this calendar year, and if it is your financial year end being the 30th of or 31st of December, we ain't got much time to go. So we need to be making every single post a winner. So making sure we're pushing really, really hard to the line, but also starting to think about and having one eye on the new financial year and the new calendar year for many of us as well. That is, what is the what is the team going to look like? What is the business going to look like? What are our customers' ecosystem going to look like? And how can I start rallying the team around a common purpose? How can I align the team to a common set of goals and values? And how can we start the new calendar year, and for some, the new financial year, being 1st of January, with huge momentum so that we don't have to uh, spend the first month trying to work out mm, what's going to happen so we can actually start the month and the year really, really strongly. So to that end, I want to talk about the importance of team alignment and how team alignment is absolutely critical, and it actually underpins exceptional performance. One of the things I get to do a lot is uh, facilitate and Every now and then, I get the opportunity to facilitate uh, freestyle. Or what I, what I, and what I mean by freestyle is uh, come in and work with a team and help them create some values, some alignment, some, some standards that's going to help them uh, underpin their own exceptional performance. Because a lot of the facilitation I do uh, at the moment is a lot of teaching, a lot of facilitation of models, frameworks, leadership patterns, all that sort of stuff, but uh, every now and then, it's just a privilege to be able to work with a team and help them from the ground up, if you like, build something that is going to be meaningful to them that they can use as a springboard to drive exceptional performance in their industry. And this week was one of those opportunities. I had the privilege of working with a team that uh, is, has a really, really good leader, a very visionary leader, a leader that's got a lot of experience in the industry that they work, and I won't give away the in- industry or the organization, because I don't have the permission to talk about that. But um, what I can do is talk about some of the things we spoke about and what the purpose of the workshop actually was. And hopefully this is going to serve you as a leader, particularly if you're a leader that's looking to create some form of team alignment around a, a common set of values and a common set of objectives. So you can actually use this as a springboard to get a fast start to the new year. And the reason I came in is this leader was wanting to create an environment for the team to excel, and it's a fairly newly formed team, even though many of them have been involved in the industry and in some cases the business for quite a few years, uh, but bringing this particular team together on a specific uh, project is is quite new. So many of these people have not worked with each other before. So one of the first things this leader wanted to do is bring all these people together, but also think about what are the things that we have in common and what are some areas of difference that we need to be identifying so that we can use those to our advantage and through that build a really cohesive team which enables us to deliver a great outcome for their client base. So I was really privileged actually to be given the opportunity to come in and work with this team uh, over a number of hours this week 
and uh, great a great outcome, great bunch of people. They're all on the same page, and I think uh, this team is going to be kicking some significant goals over the next 18 months uh, to two years together, which is uh, which is phenomenal. So one of the things that uh, they wanted me to do is to look at what is what are the values that the team has, and how can we create a cohesive set of values for the team so it becomes the I guess the guiding light for everything that they do in and around the business, but also when they're dealing with their key stakeholders. So I wanna take you through the process that we went through in order to arrive at these values. But before we talk about that, one of the key things that many sales leaders in particular don't necessarily spend enough time on is making sure they've got a team with a mix of different behavior styles or personality types. One of the interesting things about this particular team is the leader had created a team and they had selected people based on differences, not necessarily commonalities. And so we looked at the DISC profile as an example, and this this organization is a very heavy DISC user. So we looked at the DISC profile, and what was interesting is there wasn't necessarily an equal balance in all the four different quadrants. And if you don't know DISC, it's the dominance, influence, steadiness, and conscientious type person. So anything from people people that are really, really direct through to people who are very, very detailed, uh, looking out for other people, and some very charismatic and some energized. So for, for a team to be effective and for a team to overcome challenges and for a team to uh, really uh, set and underpin exceptional performance, we need to have people who have differences. And the challenge of the leader is to therefore bring those differences together in a cohesive way and therefore align the team around a common purpose so that we can take advantage of all the key strengths of each of the different people because each person in the team brings a unique perspective and a unique framework in terms of their strengths and capabilities. And when you put those together, that's when you got some humming happening like the beautiful symphony that gets played at a concert or at a stage play and something like that. So it actually actually uh, works in harmony. People work in harmony with each other when you can take advantage of those differences. So the first key thing, uh, and this is the first, I guess, the first insight in terms of team alignment is, as a leader, making make sure you've got people who have differences that you can bring together and take advantage of those differences. So one of the key things as a leader in particular, if you do an analysis on where you're really strong and where you might have some gaps, there's no point actually going to hire people who specifically have exactly the same strengths as you do. What you should be looking for is where are some gaps that you might have? Where are some gaps in the team? And how do I find people who have strengths where others have gaps because you plug those gaps and all of a sudden the symphony starts to play beautifully. So that's the first thing that I learned with this particular team is the leader had created a great mix of people with different experiences, different backgrounds, and different thought processes, which made it a really interesting conversation this week. So that's the first thing they did. The second thing is we asked each of the team members to come up with and do an individual values elicitation exercise. So before the workshop, before we got together as a group, we asked each of the individual team members to think about what are their top two values, and we gave them a process to go through and actually come up with those top two. So what that meant is when they came into the room, we ended up with a list of about a dozen to 15 individual values. Now, many of the team members had never actually thought about this process before. They were just focused on the technical aspects of the role. So it was really uh, enlightening for many of them because they to sit down and start really thinking about, well, what is important to me in my particular role? What is important to me as an influencer? What is important to me as a leader? And to get those out on paper was a great start because it meant that we had a really good framework of existing values and personal values from which we could now create a set of team values. So the process I took the team through, and it's a really great conversation, is 
I listed out and we looked at all the commonalities and I gave the team an opportunity to uh, review all of the uh, values. Now, the other thing with this is we actually got them to do the individual values exercise and not tell anybody else. So the first time their own individual values were revealed was when they came in the room and placed those values up on the whiteboard. So all of them put their values up and interestingly, there was a number of values that were common across the group. Uh, which made the, I guess, the collective discussion around the team values a little bit easier because there was already a level of commonality. And what I found, and you might find this as well if you do a very similar exercise, is when people have their values, they hold their values very dear to them, you actually end up having quite a robust conversation when we try to take those values and create a set of team values. Now, the exercise I took the team through is I said, right, we're gonna actually take all the individual values that have been come up, you've come up with, we're gonna put them up on a flip chart, and now we're gonna look through as a team and think about, okay, how do we prioritize these so that we can come up with a top five? Now, this is where it got really interesting because we had a, a phenomenal conversation and a very robust conversation, which is exactly what you want as a leader. You want teams to have a robust conversation. You want them to be challenging each other in terms of what the values actually mean. You want them to be seeking understanding from other people in terms of what a specific value means because just because you might have a certain value doesn't mean that another person in your team shares the same value. But at a team level, we need to understand what the value is at a team level that can be utilized as a platform for continuous improvement, but ultimately exceptional performance. So I took them through an exercise where I was challenging them based on the list that individually they'd come up with. As a team, what is their top three or four? Now, it came up with, we actually got to a list of about six or seven. And then I did an elicitation exercise where I challenged them to compare each of the values against another one and to see what was the level of importance in relation to the two values at a time. So for example, a couple of the, couple of the values they had was teamwork and respect. So the process I took them through was I said, right, um, out of teamwork and respect, which is the most important value to you as a team? Now, irrespective of what your thought is as, as an individual, we need to come up with this as a team. Now, sometimes it's uh, it's the majority rules and that's one of the processes we went through. We ended up having a, a voting system whereby the, the majority vote on a particular value would lock it in, but that didn't demean in any way, shape or form the other uh, values, both team-based and also individual, it didn't demean them at all. It didn't mean that these were not respected and it didn't mean they certainly weren't important, but the whole exercise was to come up with a set of five values by which the team could live by, that the team could then build a team charter around. And it was a really interesting exercise because the, I guess the outcome for that is we came up with a list of five and through the robust discussion, it meant that uh, there were some challenging conversations throughout it, but at the end of the day, there's a thing called cabinet solidarity that was created whereby even though some of the individual values that people hold dear to themselves didn't make the top five, they are still a value that will underpin the team ethos and therefore the team values themselves. And so those top five now become a really, really important benchmark and platform for this team to launch into over the next 18 months to two years on the project they're about to launch into. Now, one of the key messages I, I delivered to this group was when it comes to values, and then we went on to talk about the behaviors and the standards, which then would form the team charter. Uh, a really important thing, because a lot of the people haven't necessarily thought about values before, nor have they done an exercise like this. So I explained it this way, and it's a really important message, and hopefully this makes sense with you as well. When it comes to values, and certainly when it comes to behaviors, you've got to think of this as if you had a camera crew following you around. 
I like like Gary V has. Gary V has a, com- a camera crew following everywhere. And the difference with you know, Gary V is you've got microphones happening and all the swearing that goes with that. In this particular case, I said to the team, just imagine you've got a camera crew following you around. There's no microphone, so nobody can hear what you're saying. But you're capture- being captured in terms of all of the behaviors and everything that you're doing. If you're doing that, what you should be able to see is a third person or a third party should be able to look at that vision and should be able to make some determination as to what some of your values are because the behavior you're demonstrating are really consistent with what you believe to be true. And so think about this as a, um, a stage play, but you're actually always on. So no matter where you go, you are on, which means you're always being viewed. And that's the thing that people need to realize, particularly leaders that were always being watched. So when it comes to values, and certainly when it comes to behaviors, we need to understand that it's just not doing these behaviors and living according to these values based on when it's convenient. It's doing it all the time. So if you've never done that exercise, I encourage you and I challenge you to sit down with your team and do that team values exercise because it is well worth the investment of time. No matter how long it takes, you'll you'll be absolutely, absolutely blown away by what you can come up with and be very glad that you actually did that exercise. The next key part of this, of course, is there's one thing to have a set of values because as we know, a lot of organizations have steering committees putting values together. They'll then put them on a nice laminated A4, A5, or A3 sheet, and they'll put it up on the walls around the office and everywhere. They'll put it on their internet, and before long, uh, people look at it and they just drive straight past it because they become almost invisible. Values are only good if we can create a set of behaviors that sit beneath those so you can actually see those and measure those on a daily basis. So it's walking the talk. So yes, we've got to do the values, but more importantly, we have got to take those values and turn them into tangible and measurable behaviors that become more practical, that people can enact every single day. So that was the next part of the exercise, taking what those values are and saying, okay, based on these values, What are some key measurable behaviors that we can put in place that become the non-negotiable standards that each single member of the team signs up to, the leader signs up to, but more importantly, we keep everybody accountable to irrespective of the hierarchy, irrespective of who reports to who. This is where the rubber really hits the road. So thinking about what those values are and then trying to come up with some really clear, committed behaviors that we can actually demonstrate on a daily basis that will not only drive accountability, you'll actually drive those values and turn it into something more tangible, which will ultimately lead to exceptional results. So that's the the key thing. So don't just do the values. Also think about what are the actual behaviors we can put in place that will underpin what these values are. That, together with those values, will enable you to align your team around a common vision, a common purpose, and that, my friends, will underpin exceptional performance. So there's your challenge. Come up with a set of values for the team. Also think about what are those key standards and key behaviors that we need to put in place that become non-negotiable that we are going to measure on a constant basis. We're going to keep each other accountable for. And how can we all drive forward to create that vision and really deliver that exceptional performance that we are destined to deliver, but also that our key stakeholders are expecting us to deliver because we are there to serve others. So that's the challenge out of today's episode. Come up with a set of team values. And if you haven't, if you've done that, just revisit those and really think about have we defined some behaviors that are really tangible, that we can measure, that we can keep each other accountable for to really drive those values and deliver that exceptional performance. So if you'd like some help with this, if you'd like to work one-on-one with me to help you do this and help your team do exactly this, I'd love the opportunity to work with you one-on-one. I even love the opportunity to help you with your team to deliver the exact same process we delivered this week for this great team that I work with. So if that's you, if you're ready to invest in yourself and if you'd like to take your sales leadership to an exceptional level, 
and do that and in as early as the next three months. Love the opportunity to work with you. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on the fabulous Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at, what you'd like to achieve, and let's get started to work and help you become that exceptional leader and help your team create those exceptional results, all underpinned by a team alignment process that is uh, really, really rigid, but it's something you can take to the bank and it's something that's going to deliver sustainability, but also replicability in terms of results. So uh, with that said, thank you very much for yet again plugging into the podcast and I look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.